Simply put, you are what you look like, you are what you say, and you are what others perceive of you. And that's what personal branding is all about, perception management. Welcome to the Personal Branding Podcast with me, Olive Kashara. More often than not, I find that when people come to me to ask me to help develop their personal brands, they're really thinking about their professional development. They're thinking about how can I package myself or make myself more visible for career progression or to grow my business or to be able to get a raise or to add more value to my organization. But that's not all personal branding is about. I like to recommend people to think about their lives like a three-legged stool. You know the traditional African three-legged stool? Did you know, fun fact, that a three-legged stool traditionally was made from one piece of wood? So literally they would take the back of a tree, and that's why I guess it was so small, or the seat was so small, I don't know. They take the back of the tree and carve it into your three-legged stool, right? Looking at your life like a three-legged stool means that the first leg is your personal life, the second leg is your professional life, and the third leg is your spiritual life, whatever that looks like. And you find, generally, even without having to understand personal branding, that if one of those three aspects are out of tune or are not at par with where you'd like them to be, then everything else is also out of balance, just like the three-legged stool. So as you're trying to develop your personal brand, I want you to think about your life as a three-legged stool. Think about how to develop your personal life, your professional life, and your spiritual life, because they, none of them stands without the other. So this personal branding podcast is not just to help you further your professional career, but it shall, don't get me wrong, it's to help you become as wholesome of an individual as you can, so that as you're stepping out saying, this is who I am, this is what I represent, this is what I stand for, you're doing it from a point of authenticity. I'm guessing that you're listening to this or watching this because you want to learn how to develop your personal brand. And as you're looking at developing your personal brand, I want you to realize that personal branding is a journey, not a destination. Yes, you can have timelines of when you want to achieve certain things or when you want to get certain gains, but it's important to keep in mind that personal branding is a journey, not a destination. As you grow and as you develop in your life and in your career, you'll want to be seen differently at different times and even perhaps by different people. What we shall go through in this episode is the key elements of personal branding. Just a quick introductory conversation so that you can have a blanket understanding of what this catchphrase personal branding actually means. So we shall start with the ABCs of personal branding, which is your appearance, your behavior, and your competencies. Because at the end of the day, personal branding is about perception management and reputation management. What do I mean by appearance? Of course, appearance is how you look, how you dress, um, whether you have a specific look or you don't, because people will judge you based on that first impression. Did you know it takes three seconds to make a first impression? And if you make a bad first impression, you require 21 more opportunities to alter the perception of a bad first impression. Now, we don't often have that many other chances, right, with people. And when people see you for the first time, what they will judge you on or what will influence their perception of you will be how you're dressed. So yes, your appearance is very, very important. I remember when I started my image consultancy career, a lot of people, in fact, there's this one specific meeting that I had with a HR director. You know, there is Olive, young girl in her mid, early 20s, early 20s, I think. This young girl has gone to this corporate CEO, marketing director person. I have no idea how I got that meeting. And I'm telling him about what I do and how image consultancy is important and how we can help his team, you know, carry themselves with more confidence, look more professional, etc. 
And he looked at me, smiled and said, so you want us to pay you to tell people how to dress and how to behave. But these are adults, they've gone to school. Why is that important? Now I can answer that question properly. But then back then, I remember I was caught very offside because I'm thinking, what do you mean, why is it important? Of course it's important. Why is that important? So people will judge you based on how you present yourself, right? We'll talk about behavior in a few minutes. But how you dress is very important. I was able to somehow give some sort of answer and I did get the training. And another question that came up, especially around women who are older than me, was, Olive, do you, like how I dress is not important. It's not really about the outside. It's about what is on the inside that counts. Unfortunately, we live in a very superficial world, more so now even than ever. And people will judge you based on the outside before they even take the time to open and look deeper to find out what valuable information or gifts you have to give to the world. So your appearance is extremely important as a personal branding tool because it then communicates how you want to be seen. Now, when I started my career as an image consultant, I remember, you know, I was doing a very drastic transition from the entertainment world, the fashion world into this corporate world. I had to become very intentional about how I dressed so that I can be taken seriously, especially being a young girl in business. And so my look ended up, this look that you're seeing now, I've had the same look by the way for years. It ended up becoming very conservative, very formal, and not just because I like wearing formal clothes per se, but because I realized if I want to be taken seriously, I need to be dressed a certain way so that people can take me seriously. In the same way with you, whatever it is that you do, whichever point in your life you're at, whatever career you're in, whatever dreams you're chasing, how does your image represent that future you that you want to become? We shall of course touch on this in, its, in a whole different episode on why image matters, but this is just to make you aware, top of mind, that your appearance does affect how people perceive you. So from A, appearance, we have B, behavior. Your behavior is of course how you carry yourself, how you conduct yourself when you're with other people, how you conduct yourself even in private, right? They say character is determined not by what you do when everyone is seeing you or when, when the light is shown on you, but also what you do and how you carry yourself in the private quarters of yourself and the people who are close to you. So how does your behavior affect your personal brand? This is a simple one. Your behavior tends to be the thing that people associate with you the most. Maya Angelou said people forget what you said, people forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And that is determined by how you treat the people around you. So when it comes to your behavior, how you walk, how you talk, how you interact with other people, does that speak to the type of brand you want to have? And lastly, we have competencies. Your competencies are pretty much your strengths. And I'd like to say that your strengths are your God-given talent. So your appearance, your behavior, and your competencies are the building blocks or the foundation of your personal brand. The question you need to ask yourself is, are you aware about, or are you conscious and intentional about how you carry yourself? Are you conscious and intentional about how you dress? Are you aware of your strengths and are you trying to maximize on them? Don't worry, through the series or this personal branding podcast we shall touch on all of this in a lot more detail what we're going through now is just high level points to get you thinking sort of to like what to whet your appetite and to help you start internalizing what personal branding really is about now i'd like you to think about yourself as an organization if you think about the word branding just for branding sake Branding is packaging a product, right? So I want you to, th to think about yourself as the product. Like, 
Olive Ink or You Ink. I think one of the most famous personal branding books is actually called Me Ink, right? So think about You Limited or You Unlimited because of course we are all striving towards being unlimited and living up to our best and highest potential. I'm personally trying to hack life but that's a whole other story. So think about you as an organization. Think about you limited. And when you remove yourself in such a way that you're now looking at yourself objectively, you can be able to start intentionally filling in the gaps where you think that there are gaps. If you like where you are right now, then keep going and let these conversations just be tools to fine tune what you're already doing. If you don't like where you are, there's nothing wrong with rebranding and it's never too late to rebrand. Just the way in the entrepreneurship world, we say it's never too late to become an entrepreneur, it's never too late to start a business, it's never too late to start a new career, it's never too late to rebrand. Like I said, you have a brand whether you know it or not. When people think about you, there's certain things that they're thinking about when they're thinking about you, right? Whether you're thinking about amplifying your personal brand because you like where you are and you just want to grow from there or whether you want to rebrand because you feel that you're not where you thought you would be at this point in your life or maybe you've even changed careers and you need to create an entirely new brand. The best place to start is by doing a dipstick survey to find out what other people think about you. When I started, I said, simply put, you're what you do, you're what you say, and you're what other people perceive of you. And personal branding is all about perception management. So the first thing you should do after you listen to this podcast is identify 10 people in your life. And when I talk about your life, I mean your entire life as wholesomely as possible. So pick someone that you work with, pick a client, pick a colleague, a boss, your partner, your child, um, your BFF, your neighbor, that dude that you know doesn't like you, that chick that has always had a crush on you, different people who touch your life in different ways and ask them to describe you in five words. That will become a good starting point to find out what people think about you or how people perceive you. And what you'll find is a couple of words will keep being repeated and that tends to be how the masses perceive you. When I did this exercise many years ago, I remember a lot of people thought I was very serious, I was very focused, you know, all these very nice things. It was, and which, which was, I think, in my mind, a good justification that I'm doing well. And then there was a few other odd people who used interesting words like fun-loving, happy-go-lucky, easy-going. I was like, really? Fun-loving? Okay, I think I'm fun-loving. But happy-go-lucky, easy-going? I'd like to think I take my life very seriously. But what did that mean to me? I realized that maybe that's what I'm communicating to the rest of the world. And then the question becomes, do I still want to be seen as that fun-loving, happy-go-lucky person? Or do I want to be seen as a more serious, more grounded person? So when you get your five words, or in this case, five times 10 will be 50 words, look at them very objectively. Look at them as basic descriptions of how the world perceives you. And this was just a small dipstick survey. Then you can authoritatively decide whether you want to maintain that brand, whether you want to rebrand, or whether you want to repackage yourself altogether. Let's talk about unbranding for a little bit. Um, we all know because of the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of people's lives changed drastically and you might find that you're doing something completely different to what you were doing before. And that might mean that you need to be seen in a different way or in a different light. Um, I think you remember my story when I was talking about how I had to change or tweak my brand quite a bit as I was going through this journey called life. In the same breath, if you have changed careers or if you feel how people perceive you is completely off, there's nothing wrong with stopping completely. Take the time to figure out how you want to be perceived 
and literally start again as a completely different person. We all have short memories and eventually people will forget the old brand and they will start seeing you as a brand you as the brand new you you have created. Now, where to start? I know personal branding can seem like something very daunting. It feels like it's a lot, especially after you've listened to all of you like, okay, now there's rebranding and branding, there's ABCs, there's so many different things. I will take you through the simplest way to start developing your personal brand. And it's what I like to call the data process. The data process stands for discover, align, develop and amplify your personal brand. Starting with discover, it's of course important to know who you are. And we shall focus quite a bit on finding out or figuring out who you are in the next couple of episodes, because it's only by knowing who you are that you're able to authentically and confidently communicate your personal brand. Discovering you is figuring out what your passions are, what your values are, and what your attributes are. Your passions are those things that set your soul on fire. Those things that just make you happy. Those things, you know, there's those activities where if you know you're doing a certain thing the next day you're up bright and early you cannot wait for the day to start and then if you know you're doing mundane normal everyday work you're like struggling to get out of bed at 8:45, right so what are you passionate about what sets your soul on fire and don't be stressed if you find that it has nothing to do with your current career because sometimes it doesn't and we shall figure out down the road how we can marry the two but first Write down or think about your passions, your five things that really make you happy because what you'll find is that your passions are very tightly tied to your purpose and if you develop your career around the things that you're passionate about, you'll not only be happier but you'll find yourself living a more fulfilled life. After passions comes values, your values are the things you stand for. Just even an organization has values and I'm sure if you walked into a banking hall you'll see our values are all of these five things. What are your three or four or five values? What are those standards below which you will not fall? For me, I know my personal values are excellence, um, perfectionism, which I think people tend to think is a, is a floor. I personally don't mind it because it helps me do things much better than everybody else. And of course, basic things like keeping time, integrity. So what would be your three words or your four words? Those things that you know you stand for. Because then it will put you in a position to say yes or no to things from a point of strength. Passions, values, then comes your attributes, and your attributes are your strengths. Your strengths are your God-given talents, and you're more likely to achieve near-perfect execution when you focus on your strengths as opposed to trying to develop your weaknesses. When we're young and in school, a lot of times we're taught to develop our weaknesses. If you're not good at math, you're told, you know, get a tutor. If you're not good at Swahili, you're told, get a tutor, or read more books, set books especially. Oh my goodness, those set books. If you're not good at chemistry, you're told, you know, you need a bit more practice. But then now that we finish school and we have sort of narrowed down on that career path that we want, we need to unlearn that way of living and focus instead on our strengths. Because you find that the things you're not good at, you actually struggle to do them. You get drained and you get bored. And this is why we work in teams, because what you're not good at, hopefully the next person will be good at and they will compliment you. Once you've figured out what you're passionate about, what your values are and what your strengths are, and by the way, I shall put some tools in the description below that you can use to help you find out what your strengths are. We then need to align that with your environment. Aligning your brand to your environment is just making sure that the brand you want to create is relevant to the people around you, is relevant to your spheres of influence. And everybody has a sphere of influence. It doesn't matter how junior you are in your organization, 
how junior you think your role is at home, we all have people that we influence. So what does that environment look like? We have your audience. Your audience are the people that follow you on social media, the people that listen to you when you talk, they are scary at the gate when you're coming in or going out. Your audience are people who see and hear you on, an, on a day-to-day -day basis. So it can be everyone and anyone. Your audience could be a million people. Your audience could be 10 people. It doesn't really matter because it doesn't mean that if you have a larger audience, you need to be more intentional than if you have a small audience. Regardless of what that looks like, you need to be intentional about how they see you and how they perceive you. Your customers are people, of course, that you sell your products and services to. And they are judging and watching you all the time. What I have come to learn in business is that people tend to do business with people that they like, right? So as your customers are reaching out to you, there's something that they like in you. Do you know what that is? Or if there's something that they don't like about you, do you know what that is and how can you change it? What type of person do you think your customers want to deal with? And do you think it will be authentic for you to become that type of a person? Or can you just do simple things like, I don't know, maybe dress a bit more conservatively or look a bit more, dress a bit more quirky if you're working with, the cre with creatives? It's really perception management, I think, at the end of the day. So you have your audience, the people that hear and see your message. You have your customers. These are the people that pay you for your products and services. And of course, we have your competition. Um, yes, maybe you should not pay too much attention to your competition and, you know, face forward and keep, the, keep your goal in mind and not really pay too much mind to what others are doing. But man cannot operate as an island and your competition does exist. It's also important to know who they are, what they do, what their brands represent. So that as you're creating your personal brand, you know how you're able to stand out from your competition. So we have discovered who we are. We have aligned that with our environment to make sure that the brand we have created or we are creating is relevant to the people that we interact with. Then we need to now start developing that personal brand. Remember the three-legged tool? As you're thinking about developing your personal brand, you're thinking about the first leg, which is your, your personal life, the second leg, which is your professional life, and the third leg, which is your spiritual life. And you have to focus on all three. So don't just be on work mode saying, I want to be seen as the best um, content creator ever. No, you also need to make sure that what's going on at home, what's going on with your family is also aligned with who you are and what you stand for and i'm sure we have all been in those situations where you meet someone out in the disco and they're completely different from the person you meet in the boardroom right that means there's a bit of a dissonance between who they are in their personal life and who they are in their professional life if that dissonance exists what you'll find is that you will not be able to create a sustainable long-term personal brand you'll find that you're almost faking who you are if your brand is not authentic and consistent across the different spheres of your life. You know how they say fake it till you make it? I think you should fake it till you become it, right? Because as you're creating this growth strategy, I'm hoping that it's coming from a point of authenticity. And you can start the journey from wherever you are because it's never too late to start being intentional about developing a strong personal brand. If it means that maybe you need to disappear for a while, then do that. You know, put your head down, and figure out who this person who is watching or listening to me is. And I know, especially if you're in your mid thirties, we have so many things going on in life that we never really stop to think about who we are and where we want to go. Your growth strategy is very simple. Think about what you want to do and where you want to be in the next one year. Your personal life, your professional life, your spiritual life. 
where do you want to be in the next one year write it down there's a power in writing preferably with a pen and paper even if you like to type there's a power in writing with a pen and paper and once you have that written down break that down again into six months into three months and even into a month so that you have small milestones with which you need to hit which makes it more likely that you will attain them i know when you go to coaches a lot of times they will ask you what your long-term goals are what your short-term goals are where do you want to see yourself in 10 years that's a lot i don't know where i will be in 10 years i kind of know roughly where i want to see myself you know successful happy all those fantastic things but i cannot say in 10 years i want to be doing one two three four five because we don't know where we'll be in 10 years if it means you need to disappear for a while especially if you're unbranding there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with taking a pause to pay attention to you to take care of you and to make sure that you're a bit more grounded especially in this very very fast-paced world that we live in right if you're not on social media every single day people are wondering what's going on you're so quiet there's nothing exciting happening in your life don't let all of that stuff disturb you or hassle you. Just stop, do your one-year plan, break it down into six months, into three months, into one month, even into a week if you want, if you want to micromanage your goals so that you can be able to become extremely intentional about the things you're going to do to get you to where you want to be. And once you have developed that strategy, you need to amplify it. Brand amplification is about communicating your personal brand to the right people through multiple channels. Develop your personal brand strategy and amplify it to the right people through multiple channels. I'm hoping by now as you're listening or watching this, you've picked up on one or two things that you can already start doing today as you start your personal branding journey or as you continue it. And before we close, I shall take you very quickly through the key elements of personal branding so that you are aware of the five things that you always need to look at in yourself as you're developing your personal brand. There's very many things that you need to do, but these five basics can sort of be your guiding lights as you go through the personal branding journey. The five key elements of personal branding are sort of like your brand lighthouse. They sort of guide you along your journey, even as you change from brand perception to brand perception, if that makes sense. We shall start with brand authenticity. Authenticity is about creating a brand that is uniquely you. So, you know, John is a cool guy. John is, you know, very calm, collected. He doesn't talk too much. He's not over the top. Be like John. No, don't be like John. Be like yourself. Because if you create a brand that is authentically you, you're more likely to sustain that for a longer time as opposed to if you try to become like somebody else. And fun fact, what's happening in the corporate world today, if you're in corporate, is people are embracing and appreciating individuality within the organization that lets people's personal strengths and talents shine. And like before when, you know, most organizations wanted us to all look like worker bees where everybody walks the same, talks the same, thinks the same, and reacts the same. Today, authenticity is actually one of those things that will make you stand out and will make you credible. After authenticity comes brand consistency. Brand consistency is about being able to deliver at the same level of excellence time and time again. You want to be that person that people know will always do the things that they say they will do regardless, right? Because then that also makes you reliable. So in your personal or professional life, are you that consistent person? Do you give your 80% every single day regardless of how you're feeling? Or do you show up 80% today, 
tomorrow you're at 20, the next day you're at 150, where people almost have to walk on eggshells around you because they don't know what's coming. Or are you that consistent person who knows that regardless of what is going on around you, you still deliver on what you have to deliver at the same level of excellence. And your improvement is slow and gradual and again, consistent. And after consistency comes credibility. Credibility is being able to walk the walk and talk the talk. I like to give an example of a pitch that I was doing for a certain bank and I was talking about how, you know, in this new banking or modern way of banking, we interact with our bankers everywhere. You can find them in the supermarket, you can find them in church, you can find them in school doing pickups and drop-offs. So um, personal branding is not just about how you present yourself in the workplace, but how you present yourself in general. Did this whole pitch, it was fantastic. You know, left there thinking, I think I've done a good one there. And same evening, by then the day was over, I think I had even gone, changed, gone to the gym, done, done many things. And I ended up in the supermarket. And who did I bump into? The exact two ladies that I was pitching to. So you can imagine if, you know, professionally dressed Olive had then now dressed down looking like a 16-year-old teenager. They would have wondered, okay, is Olive for real or not? Brand credibility is practicing what you preach. So we have created an authentic brand we are consistent in the work that we do we are credible in that we walk the walk and talk the talk but are we relevant i'd like to think that relevance is the only job security that exists in today's business world what does that mean we live in a world where some people are being laid off while other people are being headhunted and being given insane packages for their work being relevant is ensuring that whatever it is that you do that subject matter has a holding with the environment in which you operate when I started my image consultancy career, I remember, you know, as an, as an entrepreneur, sometimes you doubt your choices, right? And I remember thinking, how am I going to show the world the relevance, especially, especially Kenya, the relevance of this work that I do as an image consultant? Because if people don't think it's relevant, then I will never get hired and I will never make money, right? So that thing that you do, that thing you're passionate about, that skill that you have learned, how relevant is it in today's business world? How relevant is, is it in today's community? We're talking about how the jobs that exist today will not exist in the next 10 years. Are you learning tools that will be relevant in those next 10 years that will ensure that you still remain relevant to your environment? And lastly, we have brand visibility. Brand visibility, like we talked about in brand amplification, is continuously and intentionally making sure that the people that need to see your personal brand are able to see you loud and clear. And I'm especially passionate about this when it comes to women because women are not as good at bragging or shouting about their wins as men are, right? We find women doing fantastic things, but we're just sitting somewhere in a corner waiting for someone to come and find us. No one is going to come and find you. You need to find those tools or find those people or find those cheerleaders that will help you make your brand that much more visible because if they can't see you then you will not be able to have the level of influence and impact that you want to have in your environment we talked about the key elements of personal branding being your guiding light sort of like your lighthouse so i'd like you as we close this first episode to rate yourself on how you're doing on those five elements are you authentic? Are you consistent in the work that you do? Do people think you're credible? Is your work relevant to the people that you influence? And are you visible enough to be able to have impact in the world around you? Rate yourself on a scale of one to five or even one to 10, because then as we go into the next episodes, you'll know which areas you need to focus on. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. I hope you have picked up on one or two things that you can already implement in your lives today. 
If you have any questions, if you have any comments, if there's anything you'd like me to expound on even further in upcoming episodes, please put them in the comments below. I look forward to hearing from you. But meanwhile, you've been listening to and watching the Personal Branding Podcast with me, Olive Kashara.